Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hey, what a wonderful Saturday. If we can learn to work and play and get along with each other. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to another episode of Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney. It's a brand new year. The Royal Rumble season is still ongoing, but it's we've faced the world's end and now we're facing the second half of what's to be a pretty stacked 2024 going forward. But I'm not here alone. I'm also joined by the self-proclaimed forever sidekick that is Ryan Dougleish. Ryan, welcome. Forever proclaimed, I told you thirty seconds ago, David. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's, you know you you don't play yourself; it's picked up straight away. You got to set the barrier low, so you're always impressing. Um, but no, it's a new year; it's a new Saturday draft live, a new me. Ah, who am I kidding? <laughs> but, but we're back, and it's been a, it's been a little while, and I'm looking forward to kicking off this show. But before going any further, David, have you got any New Year resolutions for your wrestling drafting? Um. Not for my drafting, no. I'm, uh, I've always had this calm, collected, analytical approach. It's done me well, sometimes not so much, but regardless, it keeps me at the top of the table, and it, well, top half of the table at least, and it's doing that still. Well, let's see what David Campbell thinks later in the weekend. But yes, uh, <laughs> good for you. Let's get on with it. <laughs> hey, don't give him another heart attack here. Good point, good point. But yeah. So, last Saturday was AEW World's End, so it's no surprise that our top scorers for this week are are all from AEW. So, we have a three-way tie this week, 10 points each for Samoa Joe, Timeless Tony Storm, and Swerve Strickland. So, Ryan, we'll start with Swerve first. So, obviously an active participant in the Continental Classic, but he got a big win over Dustin Rhodes. At World's End, that's what's racking up his points this week. I think there was quite a bit of demand for Swerve in this particular season, given how successful and how much momentum he's gained over the last uh, couple of months or so. You know, two wins over Hangman Page, a firm favourite to be a good performer in the Continental Classic, but didn't quite pull it out in the end. But 10 points for this week alone, not too shabby, right? Oh, definitely. Um, as you're saying, Swerve Strickland was a hot I wanted to when it came to drafting, and uh, it's proven uh, it's proven strong for. Um, so who's in? Who's in? Who's so it's proven? it was Chris Anthony Lopez that picked him. Correct. He is currently his highest scorer on twenty three points, and was selected in round two. Yeah, uh, you could argue too in a vacuum in this draft anyway. That's a little high. Swerve, but uh, I, I fully understand why, especially with the Continental Classic. Uh, I think he's scored well and will continue for the next three weeks or so. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Swerve was Swerve's quite yeah, big at the minute. Swerve was the joint winner along with 
Moxley and Jay White in the Gold League. But he lost the triple threat to decide the winner. Still, still proving a strong pick. So um, Chris will be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But um, let's talk about the champions' wins from World's End. Timeless Tony Storm, also on 10 points, defeating Riho to retain the AW Women's Championship. Now, we've discussed this on Central. I think Tony Storm has really found a rhythm with this timeless gimmick. And Lee McAteer, our Listeners League winner, picked her in round two as well, literally just before Chris picked Swerve. Uh, she's currently leading his team with 38 points overall, and it's a big reason why Lee's doing so well in this league so far. Slight correction, he was the runner-up in the Listeners League uh, Cup. Yeah, I'll just get that. I'll, nobody pays attention to the Listeners League anyway. Uh, the... the- the less we say about the winner's performance so far, the better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, as you said, Tony Storm really found a rhythm with this gimmick. I might have just stole the words out of your mouth there, word for word there. Um, yeah, I think like she would be, yes, there you go, um, copying David Hockney. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, uh, originators and imitators, that's the word that comes to mind. What can I say? You're a stand-up guy, David. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Tony Storm, I think this is a title reign that they'll play long-term with. Obviously not as important when it comes to the Royal Rumble season. There's only like seven, eight weeks of it. Uh, seven weeks, I believe, is the actual number. Uh, but uh, these eight, I, I said this before, these AW picks, like at pay-per-views, have got to get every point out because they're not going to outscore the Royal Rumble. So... Uh, this is where you want your AW, AW picks to stand up and uh, do their part of the job, uh, pull their weight. So, uh, yeah, Tony Storm's doing really well. But speaking of AW picks that stand out, how about round six picks Samoa Joe on Jack Graham's team winning the AW World Championship from MJF uh, with the follow-up from the, the Devils angle as well? I mean, Brian, who would have thought that Samoa Joe as a round six pick would go from being a commentator no more than two and a half years ago to winning the NXT, the TNT Championship, and then the AEW World title all in the space of just a couple of years? All it looked like while he was teasing retirement as well. Obviously, Samoa Joe has had previous issues where, like, uh, knocks and injuries either long term or short term but he's still a very impressive wrestler and uh, character that people like Samoa Joe will get opportunities and will have belts regardless how high up the card the titles are uh, I think Samoa Joe is a good replacement for MJF going into segueing his storyline with the devil of course Adam Cole you'll be happy with that David mm-hmm. um, and yeah, exactly, you go. Uh, and I think Jack's. I don't think by. I don't know if it was by plan or by chance. Knowing Jack by chance, um, he's ripped an absolute blinder here, so Jack will be buzzing. But yeah. he is up to 10th, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's a strong round six pick for Samoa Joe, but looking at other strong round six picks, uh, we have uh, Scott McLeod picking Brian Danielson, who's on 18 and a half, and then Gary picking Christian Cage, who's on 19. So those are the other six-round picks scoring double digits in this season so far. So maybe Samoa Joe will start to pick up that momentum going forward in the new year. Yeah, uh, but again, we've only got a couple of weeks left, so 
you might not get too much point more points out of it, but I think Jack will be happy enough with at least that title gain before the Rumble. Aye, for sure. But those three uh, draftees are not our top scorer this week. In fact, our top scorer this week, we're cracking up to 11 with the winner of the Continental Classic, Eddie Kingston, who has now become a Continental Triple Crown champion. But I don't know, like, it's just like Moxley said at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, there's like 32 different championships. There's so, so much to try and keep track of. But yeah, Eddie Kingston winning the Continental Classic. He's the top newcomers, newcomer scorer from Tom Brock's team. And he's now sitting third, no, sorry, joint second with Orange Cassidy on 27 points in total. I mean, Ryan, for a pick like Eddie Kingston, did you expect him to go the distance as a round three pick? You know, going into the Continental Classic as the champion, losing the first couple of matches, but then walking out as the champion, did you expect him to go the distance? So I think, like, going with the mission, what we had then drafting, I think it was very important to recognise the storyline potential of picking Eddie Kingston, but that can worth work two very high risk ways and either that you score highly well because they bank on the storyline or they make it a complete utter failure and you lose points so it's important to remember but I think I remember when I was drafting after maybe my second pick I had Eddie Kingston's name in my head I can't remember exactly if I did it or not but I decided I wanted to wait another round to see if I can steal it obviously Tom got in there before me and it's worked out well for him um but I do think it was a strong choice in hindsight. Obviously, hindsight's a great choice, right? Because he's sitting joint second. But um, I think Tom's struck gold here. And having three belts, that's three, two, two, two of which you can score points on. Am I right in saying you can't get the, the NJWP? Is it new, the New Japan one? I can't remember what it's called, sorry. I have no idea. Uh, there's the Ring of Honor and the Continental Crown. I remember they two, right? You can get points off the ones, I believe. So that's two, that's double the opportunity to defend. Also, there's only a couple of weeks left. But um, Tom will be happy with the points he's got off Eddie Kingston so far, and it's worked well for him. You think he's going to have to rely on a bit of a juggernaut season with Eddie Kingston for the remainder of the season, given that you know Kenny Omega's been ruled out with diverticulitis, so his Golden Jets tag team is pretty much redundant at this point. And his first round pick, MGF, has only scored six points, has now lost the title, and we're not really sure when he's going to be coming back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not been the strongest season for Tom. He's done a lot better, uh, either being carried by David Campbell or being outdone. Honestly, it's always David's fault, or whatever's happened with Tom, positive or negative. Um, <laughs> he's on his own, so now he's mid-table. It's not the worst performance. You just don't want to be near the bottom. Um, but uh, it's been unfortunate for him but it's always next season when he gets tagged with David again bloody <laughs> oh, goats incarnate <laughs> I think the less we say about them the better I know I've named dropped David twice I'm sorry David anyway <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll move on to the uh, brawl rankings of the first one of the new year but let's not forget this is January 6th as well so I think when we read out Goat's score, just be prepared for an, for an insurrection if, uh, if he's not too happy with the standings. So, um, But 
Back onto the uh, the bottom of the table, we have Stephen Wilson and the Wheel of Lore mid-card drafting, 35 points this week. Uh, obviously, it's not been a great season for, for Stephen. It took him a couple of weeks just to make his double digits, but now at least he's given the GOAT a run for his money. Speaking of, Team GOAT, one point ahead of him on 36 points. He had a horrendous week this week. This week. So it's easy for me to say. Only four points for Team GOAT, though that's allowed Stephen to close the gap a little bit. In four points at him, we have Ross McLeod in Imperium Leather, 40 points uh, for him. Then we have our Listener's League winner, Johnny Adam, Dark Side of the Onion Ring on 47. Jack Graham, I would do anything to draft, but I won't do that, 53 points. Five points at him, Gary Kernan, Team Visceran, Team Viscera, 58 points. And then the aforementioned Tom Brock, 60 points with Road Back to the Era de Vesey. Mid-table... Uh, for Chris Anthony Lopez, the Bling Generals, 64 points. And then with a seven-point gap, it's yourself, Ryan. Now, you also had a pretty horrendous week, only scoring four points alongside the GOAT. But you're maintaining sixth place at the minute, a good gap ahead of Chris Lopez, and not too far behind uh, fourth and fifth place at the minute. That's a need to murder on the dance floor as your team name, by the way. Thank you. Uh, for those that are finally getting the reference, I was cooler than you five weeks ago when I understood the reference, so get obvious. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I was ahead by nine points before Christmas. Mm-hmm. What a very yeah. unfortunate turn of events. I, I think obviously that's to not having AEW picks, but I didn't want any. And obviously Drew McIntyre failed a <laughs> World Heavy Championship mm-hmm. uh, match, so yeah. Oh well. Happens. You know what's- 12 championship matches he's lost in a row now yep. for Drew. Yeah. Just mental to think about. Yeah. And it was very, very over the crowd as well. So I think during that match, I think the crowd wanted him to win. <laughs> but anyway, shit happens. <laughs> yeah. This group of four people, actually, you know, it's you, Ryan, and then the three ahead of us. We're all basically within five points of each other. So this would be a, a very much a, a leapfrogging scenario here. But the people's champion Grant McRobbie with roll to draft two, roll to draft push two point oh seventy two and a half points for him. A pretty good week, nineteen and a half points for his for his team overall. And then one point ahead of him is is myself with the West End Country Club, seventy three and a half points, twenty one points overall, third highest scorer this week. Put it down to an EOS guy retention and a Randy Orton no contest, which has now set up the WWE title match at the Royal Rumble as a fatal four-way. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting to see what happens going forward. And then third place, Stacey Smith with Team Bella, 76 points. Not as big a scoring week for Stacey, but 16 points certainly puts her in the middle of the, the weekly rankings. But then, Ryan, it looks like we've got another two-horse race this season. It's between Scott McLeod, drafted 80 easy in second place with 88 and a half points, and just one and a half points ahead of him. It's the Listeners League Cup uh, runner-up, shall we say. Uh, Lee McIntyre, subscribe on demand, progress plus cheap plug on 90 points. 25 points for him overall. Scott McLeod getting 28. So definitely looks like a two-horse race going into the year. I will add, though, a lot of their points, both of their points come from AEW, but both Scott and Lee have Cody Rhodes and CM Punk respectively, so they do have potential for winning the Rumble. Mm Mm-hmm. But Although Scott's do. Scott's highest scorer, Orange Cassidy, you know, he's racked up a couple of title defenses on Rampage. He said Brian Danielson in the Continental Classic. And of course, you mentioned Cody Rhodes being everywhere and everywhere in WWE programming. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just highlighting the fact that the Royal Rumble changes absolutely everything. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Because the, the, the stock of AEW is getting lower in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. So you, you you get all the points you can from AEW. Once you that last week, forget it exists. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I've just clocked as well. You know, Scott and Lee basically have the two favourites for the men's rumble to win. I don't think either are winning. I disagree. I'm I'm still firmly in the the CM Punk camp for winning the Royal Rumble here. I I. Let's not segue too much, but I don't think either's winning. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's not contemplate who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Let's let's talk about the Listeners League and the Listeners League Cup standings at the minute. Ryan, it's your go now. Oh, do I have to? Let's talk about Royal Rumble favourites. No, 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 no. Fuck Listeners this. League, it has to be done. Right. <sighs> right. In fifth place, you've got Ross McClocky on the... Oh, Jesus, that's Spanish. Thank you. 86 points. Oh, I forgot you're like fluent in like every language in the world. Uh, David. Hey, just Spanish, all right? Leave me be. Uh, and 86 points. Then two and a half points later, 88 and a half points, you get Brian Tamuson uh, from uh, Tam McKay. Uh, then your top three, you get, oh, sorry, pardon me, joint second, you put both Bertie Wineless. £60 million down the drain and Lachlan Hyatt come on at kiss on 91 points and then finally we've got someone breaking the 100 point barrier 103 points only Prims uh, a team uh, that was chosen by Alora May uh, so uh, looking at it we've got a lot of scorers uh, performing well uh, I've always said over time that uh, these what's well, it's deadbeat Listers are actually starting to learn how to play this game. Um, highlighting that Alona may actually scored 40 points this week. I've always said that's how much you want to score every week. So fair play to Alora. Um, double their score. Yeah, they? exactly. Uh, that's that's an important thing. Um, hmm. Yeah, looking at their team, actually, they've got Ray Ripley, the Golden Jets, Tony Storm, Ilya Dragunov, Samoa Joe, and Eddie Kingston. So based on the top yeah. scorers we've we've discussed, it's um, I think it's safe to say, you know that you, we can see where the points lie, and they were the only person in the listeners' league to choose Eddie Kingston as part of their team. That's that I love that, but the, again, as I previously mentioned, there's no rumble scorers there. So, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Like we could talk about the the title, not the title, the the table for a week's right. And remembering last year, I believe. I can't remember who it was, so apologies. It might have been Ross Brady. was like second last or something. And then suddenly it was like second. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he the captain on whoever won. So I can't remember the exact details of that season. Was that last year? Me. Like, yeah, last year. It was Ross, I remember it being Ross Brady or someone else. It was some kind of... It was a, a Lister's League participant anyway. So he must have had like Cody Rhodes or Ray Ripley as his captain. I, think, um, I, I can't remember exactly, but like... You could be top and then you finish fourth bottom mm-hmm. in one night. <laughs> so I mean just think of just think of four years ago, by the way. Like I was sitting middle of the table, like fourth or fifth place. I tried put putting the captaincy onto Drew McIntyre, but it was too late. So I just had to roll with it. Charlotte Flair and Drew McIntyre both won the Royal Rumble that season. Both of them were on my team, and it created one of the biggest like shock wins of the entire draft history. 
So yeah, that's the exciting part about the Royal Rumble season. That's like you know things can change on a dime. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, shall we move on to the Listeners League Cup? You know, what are our yes. standings from the the results from the last sixteen? So yeah, we finally have our top eight. So quickly running through the last sixteen that won't be covered previously. Uh, Mike Angus falls short to Tam McKay, twenty-five and a half to nineteen. Elliot Cantor, I'm oh, sorry, Elliot Cantor and Anthony Patrick both formally have competed in the main league. Uh, Anthony uh, defeats Elliot Cantor by half a point, twelve and a half to twelve. Andy Mitchell, Andy Mitchell, a, a member of ESSR, has. Absolutely obliterated Mike Nunn, 33 to 18 and a half points. Uh, doing doing the good work down there, showing them how it's done. Um, uh, List League favourite, Michael Clothier, has beaten Dan Axel Jameson, a former competitor in the main league, 17 to 13. Going over to the other side of the bracket. Our good our good uh, ESSR member, Ryan Gallagher, has fallen short to Laura May, 27 to 23. Uh, that's a shock result right there, but Elora has got a very strong AW uh, team and will dominate at this time of the season. Uh, there is a straight-up tie between... Oh, oh, hold on. There's a straight-up tie between Andy Springer and Betty Wanless, 23 points, but the bracket's telling me Andy Springer's the one that went through. We'll need to double-check that. Uh, yeah, I think, but, I think if, there, if there's a tiebreaker... It's whoever's captain has the most points is who. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, well, that we can sense. double check that just to be sure. Yes. Whoever's on next week can announce that. <laughs> uh, Robert fucking Shaw, another fa- a favorite in the Lister's League, yes. beats Gary Morris fifteen to thirteen, and Lachlan Hyatt, who's doing very well in the uh, main league, joint second as defeat Alan Laurie twenty-two to sixteen and a half points. Uh, unfortunately for Alan, as he emerged from the triple threat bracket, the, the bracket of death, and then f- fell short to Lachlan. Um, so our current pairings are Tam McKay versus Anthony McPatrick, Andy Mitchell versus Michael Clothier, Laura May versus Andy Springer, and Robert fucking Shaw against Lachlan Hyatt. Now bear in mind that none of these scores have scored yet, so that starts on Monday onwards, but uh, things are getting interesting going forward. So yes, that is the Leicester's League Cup. Yeah, thank you very much, Ryan. You're very welcome, David. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I've, I've been saying this in work. I'm going to make this an ESSR thing as well. I should hear I just hope you don't get a cease and desist from Trish Stratus. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it's early. You never know, David. But what I'm going to say is thank you, Ryan. I, all my hard work in this show, when I don't turn up, I sometimes edit it. Uh, I sometimes do other shows. Thank you, Ryan. When Stephen's been busy, thank you, Ryan. Ryan's done the scores. When Jack can't be to show up, thank you, Ryan. Ryan does it. Just, I want to hear it more. That's all. On you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here, though. And you've still not said thank you, Ryan. Well, well you'll have to earn it from me this time. Because, you know, I'm a stand-up guy. You even said so. True. Fair enough. But yeah, let's uh, let's round off this show by talking about a couple of title matches that have now been added to the Royal Rumble. So we have Logan Paul defending against Kevin Owens in his first title defense since winning at Crown Jewel, and the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at, or undisputed WWE Universal title match is now a fatal four-way: Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and L.A. Knight. Yeah. So, Ryan. With these big title matches at pay-per-views, 
if it's usually a one-on-one, it's basically, you know, if the champion retains as their captain, you know, it's massive points. And if a captain loses a title match on pay-per-view, it's a major, major blow in terms of losing points. But yeah. with the concept of a fatal four-way, though, it's only the person that gets pinned is the one that takes, like, the points. Yes. Those who don't get pinned basically get points if it was a draw. Yeah, so it's effectively an appearance, correct? Mm-hmm. Is it not? It's effectively just an appearance point, am I right in saying? Uh, yeah, but you also get, like, half a point for if it's a draw. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened this past week on SmackDown. You know, there was a triple threat between Orton, Knight, and Styles, and it went to a no contest. So that was marked as a as a draw for each of them. Okay. So, yes. as it stands, Grant McRobbie has LA Knight, his round two pick. I have Randy Orton as my round two pick. And as far as I'm aware, AJ Styles is undrafted. Yes, because so, it wasn't on television when we did the draft. That's right. And Ross obviously has the champion Roman Reigns as his round four pick, but not to mention he also has Logan Paul as his third round pick. So currently both on single digits at the minute, but do you think this could be a late surge for Ross come the Royal Rumble pay-per-view? It could be, but I don't think there's enough for it to be too high a run. Uh, like I think that's two very easy championship wins. Mm-hmm. But that's going in the last few weeks. I think that's it. He's not going to finish bottom, I don't think. Um, but it's not the most impressive run either. So I think they're both retains. I think Roman's pinning all three. Oh, <laughs> he's already done. Twice. He's already done, he's already done uh, Daniel Bryan and Edge. So he might as well up his game before he drops it at Mania. Hopefully, um, to have it may be as long as not Cody, um, mm. but. It might be worth pointing out as well that Grant Robbie also has Kevin Owens as his round one pick. So, yes. uh, I also don't think Kevin's winning, personally. Mm-hmm. Ellie yes. Knight isn't winning, personally. Uh, Street Profits are kind of kind of there. And then the rest is AEW. So, uh, I think he's, uh, the cash cow is finally starting to saturate for Grant. I think that's very unfortunate, but Mm. You can still you can still see Ellie Knight in the rumble. You never know. It's not exactly uh un unseen, unknown that uh competitors in a championship match shows up in a rumble later on in the afternoon. Uh, later yeah. in the evening, sorry. So uh, let's bring not up forget a, that Yeah, you bring up a very interesting point there because in a multi person title match at the Rumble, there's nothing that can't say, you know, the you know, the challengers might reappear in the rumble. Yes. Uh but I also can't imagine uh Roman having his match earlier in the card. Uh, that's he'll, he'll probably they might say back to the main event, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, but I think potential wise, there's not a lot for Grant for me. Mm-hmm. But let's assume that the the three challengers do end up in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. We'll say AJ Styles is sort of a bit of an anomaly because because he's been undrafted, but but important what, to highlight. <laughs> but what potential do you think there is for Randy Orton and LA Knight to get a late surge of points in the Rumble despite potentially losing the undisputed Universal title match? Again, it depends on how they stack the card. So if they have the Royal Rumble first and then the Roman 
Fatal 4, it makes no sense for him to be in the Rumble and then the Fatal 4. Correct? Mm-hmm. True. So they'd have to book it the other way where Roman's match happens. They must open the show, which I don't see happening. So, uh, bear in mind last year, last year was the first year that they put a Rumble match first. And I think that I went down quite Rumble, well. Yeah. It went down quite well. So I think they might try and do that again. I don't see Roman wanting to go in the middle of the pack either. Roman's got to finish the show. You reckon? But maybe. Maybe the, the the men's winner. Then Roman defends at the end of the night and then the winner comes out. And they'll do a thing at the end and then end the show. So that's where I'm I, I don't see Roman starting the show. I don't see, they're not putting him in the middle. That's just disrespect. So he has to close it. In my okay. eyes, anyway. I just like I just don't see Roman opening a show. I don't I can't remember the last time Roman opened a show. I believe it was Hell in a Cell twenty twenty against Jey Uso in the I quit match. Oh, that was if you're right, that was very quick of you, David. I did not set that question up for you. <laughs> you know my <laughs> uh wrestling folklore stats knowledge has been a bit rusty as of late, but I'm glad I remembered that. Good thing you're doing a wrestling show then. Uh, but no, yeah. Uh that's I, I don't see it's unlikely but the potential is still there um, WWE always trying to surprise us with Rumble so anything could happen so, um, always, so it seems it. like it comes down to the order of how, when the matches take place yeah. and whether or not the men's Rumble main events like LA Knight isn't going to do the, the men's Royal Rumble be in there for 20 minutes at the end get eliminated and then wrestle a Fatal 4 rematch that doesn't make any sense well, to be fair, in the 2018 Royal Rumble, you had The Bar and Seth Rollins compete in the Royal Rumble, and then in the immediately the next match, they defend the tag titles. So, I mean, it's not, it's not unexpected, because it has technically happened before, just a different yeah. title match. Yeah, it's, it just seems very awkward to me, that's all. Yeah, it does seem a bit awkward when you say it out loud, but you never know. I think they'll have to be really careful about how they plan it if, you know, there's potential rumble points as well as title match points at the Royal Rumble. But we can analyse that in more detail as the weeks go on because we do have about three weeks left before the Royal Rumble takes place. And I tell you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very close season, I reckon. And Absolutely. we might... Just have a, a few surprises towards the end. I fully agree. Raw Rumble throws everything on its on its head, so let's just see what happens over the next couple of weeks in Raw Rumble now, of course. So Yeah, I agree. But that's going to do it for us here on the first Saturday Draft Live of 2024. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to listen to more great content from Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, you can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, any good Android podcasting sites. We've had a couple of uh, feature shows released in the past uh, few weeks. We've had the ESR Christmas special on Billy Gunn. We've had the top 10 wrestlers of 2023 featuring myself and Ross McLeod. Uh, and we also have a Rey Mysterio profile show coming out next week. So be sure to, to tune in for that. Follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. Join us on our community page where we'll have the big question and any major talking points from the world of wrestling. Get involved in the conversation and we might even read out your your responses on an episode of ESSR Central, which Russ McLeod should be bringing back pretty soon now. But (laughs) 
I guess I'll I'll leave it up to him. That's his that's his prerogative. But thank you once again, Ryan Douglas, for joining me in this week's show. There it is, David. Thank you, Ryan. And you're absolutely right. welcome. It's been a pleasure to be back. A new year, a new Ryan, and more wrestling. What else can I say? Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. We will see you next week. Bye. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.